Hi there, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with experienced and successful professionals who've done the work. You can also find me on YouTube where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today, my guest is Sebastien Savard. Sebastien is the founder of Sourcing, which goes looking for talent rather than asking the talent to come to them. He learned his techniques working for Cirque du Soleil, so I'm interested in that. Uh, hi, Sebastian. How are you? Hi, Andrea. I'm going well. Thanks. Good, good. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I actually know very little about sourcing, so everything I'm going to know after this is going to come from you. <laughs> That's good. No pressure. No pressure. All right. So can you tell me about sourcing? What is it and how does it work? Um, sourcing, basically, in the simple definition, it's uh, finding and attracting a passive profile and converting them into active candidate. When uh, I need to describe our expertise to our client that are not HR or talent acquisition professional, I simplify this as the traditional recruitment process is generally attracting as many interested people as possible. Right. And through those interested people, we find who's interesting. Yes. Sourcing is the other way around. So we find who's interesting on the market and we're trying to make them as interested as possible. You talked about going out and finding candidates and, and getting them to be interested through conversations and technology. Isn't that like, isn't that hard? These people are likely in stable positions. How many people do you have to contact? There's so many aspects that comes into play when you're playing this game of number of how many people approach how many are responded, how many you convert, and finally, how many you hire. Right. Uh, that's basically the simple breakdown of our processes. Yeah. Um, so uh, to answer to your question, sometimes we need to approach a small amount of people because it's a very niche role right. for, I would say, sexy company. So yeah. the, the attraction part is not that difficult, but on other situation, it's really a game of numbers. So you have to tap into hundreds of profile in order to get at least few of interested. Um, we evaluate on the market a certain percentage of really, really passive profiles. So those people won't change job. Um, they are currently super happy with their role, too involved financially, or depending on their age or where they stand in the career, they won't consider any change. Right. Um, so there is a certain percentage. We evaluate 25 to 30% of the market at this level. So as a sourcer, we need to target those people as fast as possible because you don't want to engage too much time and energy because they won't either answer or they're really not interested to move. After that, there is a certain portion of the market that we evaluate they are passive, but they would probably consider a conversation if they can increase some of their condition. And one of the simple conversation and simple question we'll have with those people is, why are you answering and why would you consider another opportunity? And those candidates will give you all the answers because right now on the market, a lot of passive people really happy in their job at least have one point they would probably consider in order to consider another job. If you're able to tap into this reason and you're able to verbalize in an intelligent way why they should consider it, then this is where the interesting conversations start. Huh. And at the end, you also have a, I would say a 10 to 10, 10 to 20% of the market that are active people. 
So maybe they didn't apply to your company because they don't know you're existing mm -hmm. or you are an employer of choice. But once they receive an approach, they will consider it right away. When you're able to find quickly the relevant profile, mm -hmm. then the human side enter and you engage some interesting conversation with people. Does this Is this something you can do or would do for any position? Um, you know, some positions on the market are really, really hard to fill role. There's strong shortage. Plus, it's a, it might be a very strategic position for the organization. So if you think about it, you have a role that is super strategic and very hard to fill, uh, mm -hmm. something that is uh, very rare or um, that is in shortage. This is obvious that you need to invest more resources, time, energy, to this kind of role because it's super strategic and super rare. So mm -hmm. this is probably sourceable. Mm -hmm. On the opposite way, completely on the other way around, when you have easy to fill role, like uh, there is a lot of people on the market that can do it. It's not super strategic for the organization. You know, this kind of role that you can yeah. just do the traditional process. It's gonna go well within a few yeah. weeks, the position will be filled with a yeah. really nice person. Yeah. And if we don't find the the good person, it's not a big deal. It's not super strategy. Yeah. Obviously, you don't need to engage that much resources, time, energy, and probably sourcing on that. Yeah, okay. When the, the answer is difficult, is for those reasons. When you have, yeah. let's say, a non-strategic position, but in shortage. Yeah. So this non-strategic position might not be super important for the organization, but there is so much of a, a shortage or it's so hard to fill yeah. that the traditional technique won't give you enough water in the pipeline. So yeah. you're going to be stuck. Okay. So these kind of situation generally require more marketing solution, employer branding, positioning on the market, mm -hmm. uh, trying to bring water in the pipeline. Does it require a lot of sourcing? Maybe not. Maybe yes. Sometimes it's gray zone. So we need to evaluate even on our side is it a sourceable role? So the question mm -hmm. is not always simple. Okay. On the other side, a very strategic role for your organization, but there is a lot of people on the market that are doing it. Can you afford to hire the best person available or you need to hire the best person? So these are the, I would say, the, the basic question you need to ask before even considering doing sourcing. Is it sourceable? And the question is not always simple. So. Where do you find your candidates? LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn is a great source because yeah. you have almost a billion of people on there yeah. with a lot of information. Yeah. The, the basic tool and the main tool of a sourcer is Bali and Search. So it's being able to build some formula that would tell the search engine exactly what you're looking for. Okay. So it can be run in LinkedIn, but you can run it on Google. You can okay. run it on multiple sources like Indeed, Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stack Overflow, GitHub. Yeah. There is more and more sourcing tool now these days that yeah. will help you automatize your sourcing technique okay. that will maybe automatize your volume that will make you save a lot of time. One of the first KPIs of a sourcer is their response rate. How many people did you approach? How many of them have answered? It will give you a lot of insight on our, one your numbers, but also the quality of your messaging and yeah. the channel you engage. When we start a conversation, how do we engage and, and, and uh, make people interested? I generally use the, the, the 
pyramid, you know, the pyramid of Maslow of needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just switch back this pyramid and, and you're trying to have an organized speech so people can understand why you reach out to them. So the first thing is the big picture. Do you know about this company? Right. Here's my situation. So this company, do you know about Google? Yeah, this, this is the company, the search engine, they are doing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I know about Google. Okay, perfect. Google have this new project and they've created this, this, this new company and is the, in this team, we have a marketing team and specifically sure. we have this role. This is right. why we contact you and we think you have the skills and, and my client could be interesting in discussing with you. Mm. So then people start to have journey some question, mm -hmm. interest, and by the question they ask, you kind of understand the interest, but you give for, for the first minutes of the conversation and when you have them on the phone or in face-to-face, -face, you give a lot. So you, you yeah. must know really, really well your role, the company, the strategy, yeah. Yeah. all the different aspects that might interest this generation right this candidate right their location based on their expertise if i'm addressing to a vp of finance of 55 years old my speech will be way much more different than if i'm talking to a developer of 25 years old right because they have different interests different priority in their life depending on where they yes. stand so i'm prepared yeah. for that so my speech will be oriented this way and you answer to their question and so on and at a certain point when you feel it then you tap with your most important question. Why did you answer my call? Like, where do you stand? What, what would make you consider another job? And they will give you the key to switch them. So following up from that last answer, something made me curious. When you're sourcing, do you do interviews? Like, when does sourcing sort of look start to look more like typical recruitment if we look at the traditional talent sourcing definition is finding engaging passive profile into active candidate mm -hmm. so at a certain point when you have an active candidate and you're working in really the evaluation process and you follow the traditional workflow i think this is where sourcing switched to recruitment okay. um, so there is obviously a certain part of evaluation in our job because if I'm looking for interesting people, uh, obviously behind this, there is a question of who's are the interesting people. So I have to base myself on some uh, some key point. So when you do your intake meeting, your, your intake meeting of sourcing will be a bit different from the intake meeting of a recruiter because you're talking more about the market, the key points, the, the keywords, the industries, the competition. Your sourcing strategy is really to find and engage with relevant profile. Once you're in take meeting switch and recruitment, so how you build your recruitment strategy, it's more what we're going to evaluate. So the main competencies, uh, how are we going to be able to evaluate if the person in front of me is really good? So um, if I have to give you a clear answer, I would say as soon as you have an engaged candidate and the person is really evaluated, this is probably where we're switching in recruitment. Okay. So how much lead time do you need between, you know, an organization saying, I need this position filled and actually having a candidate start work? Yeah. Um, the official answer would generally be six to eight weeks. Okay. Six to eight weeks is like a traditional process making sense. Okay. Faster than six weeks. I was generally judged that it, it was quick. 
considering you have the intake meeting, you have all the information, you start your search, you start to approach people. So let's say your first two weeks are generally searching, having the first engagement. And if everything goes well, you're going to have your first conversation. So by week three and four, you start to bring people in the process of face-to-face interview and meet with this person. We have the testing and behavioral interviews and so on. And by week uh, four and five, there is some call to be made, offer to be made and so on. Mm -hmm. And then you enter in the period of six to eight weeks, the position is filled and you're good. After after eight weeks, so let's say it's been two months, the position is open, it's not filled yet. My question is always, are we about to fill the role? Because we might have someone who's having the offer in hand, so it's, yeah. it's, it's okay. But sometimes if you're at eight weeks, still running interviews, no candidate in second interviews or yeah. referral or last step, it's not looking good. So generally it's a, no, seriously, it's generally the kind of mandate we will internally uh, ask ourselves some basic question do we need to reevaluate our option, adding more resources, organizing a sourcing party, pushing things so we have to increase the velocity in order to close this because after eight weeks, if nothing is happening, there's something. And yeah. it's always different. It might be the yeah. compensation, location, um, uh, the reputation, the hiring manager, the process is too long. So there's so many aspect and and things that can block you from closing your role Mm -hmm. you need at least at this period to know what what it is so in recruitment there's a lot of talk about the pipeline when you're sourcing do you build pipelines i will get back to my initial answer of strategic role hard to fill position rather than easy so i'll take the concrete example of Sir du soleil and curie okay Cirque du Soleil, we're a team of 25 recruiters, five sourcers full-time. We had around 100 pipeline for all type of role. Five sourcers dedicated 60% of their time in sourcing proactively for these pipelines, feeding those pipelines constantly. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of proactive work, a lot of investment resources. But at the end of the day, if you hire the artistic director of Wicked on Broadway because of these proactive action, it kind of worth it because mm. it's a very strategic role for the organization and mm. can lead a show to work or not work. So the investment worth it. On the other side, when I was at Curing, uh, I was alone and uh, I had to prioritize my action and my time, obviously. Yeah. So then yeah. just ask yourself, okay, what is the most strategic, important role for the organization. Mm-hmm. What are my chances of success? So let's say you have those recurring role always coming back. Every time they are opening, we know it's long. We know it's okay. challenging. We know it's complicated. Okay. So you probably have few priorities within, within the business that probably worth the proactive work. Right. So you have those position that you can probably target and say, okay, for these three role or these two um, department in the company, we should be a little bit more proactive. So okay. investing time and energy. Again, it's a game of numbers. I recall talking to my sourcing team and saying, okay, we need to do proactive for these, these role. And people will say, yeah, but like the classic answer, we don't have time. Yeah, I know. That being said, let's say you put 30 minutes 
per week mm-hmm. on one strategic position where you source approach a profile and maybe have a proactive conversation with mm-hmm. them. We're a team of five. So everyone is investing only 30 minutes per week, a total of two hours per month mm-hmm. for strategic, hard to fill position for organization. Mm-hmm. 24 hours during the whole year. Yeah. Let's say you engage with an average of two or three profile per month. Right. At the end of your year, you're going to have a strong pipeline of 2025 strategic people. Right. And five people. Right. So it's a total of a hundred pipeline for very strategic. So if somebody out there watching this is a recruiter, but they want to try sourcing, how do you recommend they go about it? You know, I haven't learned everything from my sourcing bachelor degree at University of Montreal. (laughs) What? They offer such a thing? No, unfortunately. (laughs) And I don't know any university in the world that are doing uh, some, some special course. So all the information, everything is available. When you lead, you read some blog, you follow the right people on the social media, okay. you look at podcasts, you you interest yourself in that world. Okay. So what I suggest, you know, in the US, they are pretty advanced on it. So when you're following yeah. PostCon, like it's the blog of sourcing and basically you're going to have so many texts and information on it. Um, there is uh, some, some school of recruitment in, in France that are really interesting. Obviously, it's in French. So uh, the Sourcing Summit is a conference that occur everywhere around the world. And it's really, really advanced sourcing techniques. So you can okay. follow their social media and assist yeah. to the conference if you have the chance to travel a little bit. And as I said, if you're just typing in Google talent sourcing, you're going to have access to so many information. Yeah. So first of all, start to interest yourself in it. Yes. Uh, the basic of sourcing is thinking strategically, being able to build good Boolean search. Yeah. This is really a fundamental. So you need to master the Boolean techniques. Okay. And have access to a certain database and start doing sourcing. And once you know the the feeling, once you have this theoretical thing and you start to practice it. So so you just build your first Boolean. Yeah. And you try the keywords and you try the technique that you learned from uh, Glenn Cathy or Irina and, 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 and those top sourcers. And then yeah. you tap enter and you have your short list of 12 people in the Calgary region doing exactly what you're looking for. Basically, it's a copy paste of your job description, but with real human. Yeah. And then you approach those people using the personalized technique and the right approach. And they all answer to you. Yes, I want to speak with you. And then you engage them. And finally, you close your role. The feeling is a bit magic. So yeah. you kind of understand, oh, it's working. <laughs> like <laughs> It's a real thing. It's concrete. <laughs> well, thanks, Sebastian. That was excellent. We've reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest.